we put our relationship on a back burner. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It really is okay. The problem is if you do that too often. Because if you are constantly putting your relationship on the back burner, eventually there's no relationship to come back to. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how to get the most out of your marriage with the time you have. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate, with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and touring and tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from touring and tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time. And these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original, the lovely, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, Karen, for those who are tuning in for the first time, is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last, you can get this info at her website, drkarensherman.com. Um, and today, Karen, we are going to talk about time. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I believe that the greatest currency we have today is time. Mm-hmm. More than money, more than property, more than anything else, because 
the, like, you know, there's that old saying about, like, you know, buy real estate because there's only so much of it. The, the same goes for time, except that you can't buy your way out of it. You can't acquire somebody else's time. You can't evict somebody else's time. You know what I mean? Like there is only so much. It doesn't matter how rich or poor. And even if you do have, let's say, money to eat healthier, have more freedom of time to exercise more, uh, have time to take classes or trips that de-stress, you could still get hit by a car on your way to that vacation. Mm -hmm. You do not know how much time you have on this planet. Mm -hmm. So – uh, with all of that being said, we also know that uh, today people are busier than they have ever been. And this is not a subjective thing. This is a true thing based on data about how uh, increased productivity is, uh, even with suppressed workforces. You hear constantly about people taking uh, their work home with them, getting phone calls. You know, It used to be that just doctors were on call. And now mm-hmm. everybody's on call 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So so much so that uh, in France, for example, they passed a law that uh, has a unplug. It's a, they, they're calling it like the unplug law, mm-hmm. where people are allowed, <laughs> which seems crazy, to not answer their call without retribution. Um, okay, so with all of that being said, uh, I am I'm just going to state it as fact that uh, time is precious. How can people feel like they're accomplishing what they want to during the day when they feel their time is limited? Okay, so I want to add one more thing to all the things you were saying about time, which is that time is also the great equalizer, meaning that it's the one thing that we all have the exact same amount of. Um, And then it's just a matter of what do you do with your time? Um, so, you know, you, nobody can say I have, you know, I'm a billionaire and you don't have much money or you have poverty or whatever else. Everybody has exactly 24 hours in the day. And then it's a matter of what you do with that time. So now when you say, how can people feel like they're accomplishing what they want during the day? I think it has to do with being present. Okay. Um, you know, I many years ago, I took a course uh, from uh, Martin Seligman about positive psychology. And the research pointed to the fact that people were happiest when they felt that they were doing something meaningful. So I think that if, in fact you can be present, which is very hard to do, especially with all the factors that you were mentioning before. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that there is so much information, there is so much going on in the world that can distract us. It's very hard for us to remain present. But if you can remain present or at least work at staying aware, which is what being present is, and also do as much as you can to have meaning in your life, that will be what will allow you to feel like you have accomplished during the day and will make you feel wealthy Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever your income is. 
is part of this um, about setting attainable goals? Like I, so I ask this because you know there's studies out there about marriage about um, regardless of what the level of achievement is, if you hit your goal, you're happier then you know like if you reach your expectations whether or not those expectations are low or high if you hit them you're happier than if you don't hit them and so i'm wondering if when we're talking time like if i set like i want to accomplish these three things today um and i do that by say noon i'm pretty happy with the rest of my day as opposed to there i have 25 things i want to accomplish i may have accomplished eight of them um but i'm not really satisfied with my day is there some sort of psychological game that gets played in that regard okay so again i think that so much in life has to do with one's expectations and depending on what expectations you have you're going to feel either satisfied or not satisfied that being said if i go back to all the research on what makes people happy and positive psychology Accomplishing goals was not one of the factors. Mm -hmm. It really had to do with, did you find meaning in your life? Now, if your goals for the day were ones that helped you achieve something meaningful to you, then yes. But if you did, you know, 15 goals and you checked off a bunch of things that you had on your list, but at the end of that day, none of them made you feel that you were doing anything meaningful, then I don't think that you would necessarily feel happy at the end of the day. Mm. You would feel that you had accomplished mm -hmm. things that were on your list, but I don't know if you would necessarily feel happy. Okay. I love that distinction. No, that that's I, I think that's really clear. Um, moving into the relationship aspect of this, mm -hmm. how can couples make sure that the appropriate amount of time uh, is allocated toward their relationship. Okay, so now we get to quantity versus quality. I can't really tell you, I mean, I make suggestions, which I'm going to share in a moment. Mm -hmm. I can't really tell you this amount is going to say you're going to have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, that being said, I'm going to talk on both extremes. One being that since life does have a lot of stress in it and there are things that come up all the time, very often because we have made a commitment to our partner and we trust that that commitment is going to hold, we put our relationship on a back burner. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It really is okay. The problem is if you do that too often because if you are constantly putting your relationship on the back burner, eventually there's no relationship to come back to, mm -hmm. okay? However, just by virtue of the fact that you're spending time together doesn't mean that it's enhancing your relationship. So I'm working with a couple now where he's feeling that they don't spend time together and she's, as an, this is just one example, she said, well, we're going out to dinner for Valentine's Day. He said, yes, and we're bringing... Our, our, you know, offspring with us. Mm -hmm. I'm purposely using a vague word like that because I don't want to divulge <laughs> information. Of course. So it's not quality time between the two of them. And if you're going to spend time with each other, 
but that time is discussing bills or that time is discussing your children or that time is discussing problems, that's not quality time. So it's analogous to a working mom and her dilemma about, well, I'm working and I'm not spending time with my children. Am I hurting my child? And the answer is no, as long as when you are with your child, you're your time is qualitative time. Mm-hmm. So when I recommend, when, when I discuss this with my couples and I tell them you've got to make a relationship a priority, it's really important. What I will say to them is make sure you're spending at least, and this is minimal, but this is really not, this is not really something that's not doable. 15 minutes a week, but that 15 minutes is just about the two of you. It's not about anything else. Mm -hmm. It is where you're really just into each other, where you are putting on music and dancing, where you're giving each other foot massages, where you're looking back at old pictures and reminiscing. But it is just about the two of you because that is going to help you feel connected with each other. So what you have been saying is – there isn't necessarily a right amount of time um, that you need to allocate toward your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's about the quality. That's correct. But but you're you as a guideline, you're saying you know fifth find fifteen minutes a week because if you're yes. not finding fifteen minutes a week, then it's going to be a situation where it is a constant back burner and that will spell trouble at some point in time down the road. Yes. Uh, nice you know, summarize. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. I, I'm 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 reminded a little bit of there's uh, some studies out about um, how much sex is normal uh, in a marriage, and to a lot of the things that you say, there's really no right answer to that question. Mm-hmm. It's about satisfaction. So right. for one couple, they might need it several times a week, whereas somebody else might need it once a month or less. Um, but they do feel that when they get it. It is um, satisfying for the next break in that time frame. Yes. So it's not about the amount of time. It's about how well you spend that time. So That's correct. To your point. Yes. Um, so I think I've already asked or answered um, the, the follow-up question, which was, is there amount of dedicated time? So I'm going to move on to what should you do if you think that you're – wasting your time. Um, so I, I'm going to add a little more context to this of if you find yourself, uh, you know, browsing through Instagram or on Facebook, or you just find yourself through habit or inertia, sitting on the couch, watching TV, um, and a week goes by and you're just like, Ugh, I just feel like I don't do anything anymore. But you, uh, can look back and reflect, oh, I did waste a lot of time. So how do you break that cycle? Well, I think that that shows an awareness on your part because you had to have been observing yourself and realized like, oh, you know, I really spent a little too much time watching TV or I let myself get caught up in the internet, which is very easy to do. Um, And so then maybe what you have to do is, you know, set some boundaries for yourself. And decide that, okay, I'm going to let myself start doing some research on the internet, but I'm going to set a clock or some kind of a beeper or something and only give myself an hour and then stop. 
um, or I'm going to let myself watch some TV. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, having some downtime or relaxing time, but I'm only going to let myself watch, you know, one show or two shows, whatever, um, because you want to set priorities. You want to make sure that there's balance in your life. Um, and you know, if you notice, and this is true of anything, if things are out of balance, then it should call to your attention what's going on. Whether it is, you know, playing video games, whether it's drinking too much, whether it is eating too much, whatever. Anytime something's out of balance, um, you know, misuse of time, it really should call to your mind, you know, what's going on. Why am I um, allowing something like this to take over? Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just state that. Uh, I believe strongly in the need to have downtime. I think it's important. Oh, I too. You know, yeah. so so I just wanted to make I I, I just wanted to highlight that um, I'm not advocating people should be going a thousand miles an hour all the time, every day, all day to accomplish everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, time is finite, but I do think those downtimes is when we are able to recharge our batteries. And sometimes we engage in frivolous, um, soul, uh, rejuvenating projects. Oh, absolutely. That's not a waste of time. Those are important in order to rejuvenate yourself so that you can then continue on. Mm -hmm. Self-care, um, is very important. Yeah. I think, I think self-care is one of those things that we undersell and we almost make people feel guilty about taking care of themselves like it's some sort of luxury that you would actually do something for yourself to make you make yourself feel better or healthier or mm-hmm. you know we call it pampering right mm, but yeah. in in any other case it would be like that sounds like healthcare to me or that sounds like mental health care or physical health you know it just depends on how you frame it and so i think yes. framing these things in the proper context is important um, and also I, I love your point about scheduling this stuff. And, uh, for me, it's one of the things that I had to do in my life, uh, because I did find myself getting totally engrossed or engaged in something mm-hmm. and spending more time than I wanted to dedicate mm-hmm. to something. But I, I have a natural curiosity. So when I get into something, I, I typically get really into it and I had to, um, schedule, start scheduling things because, uh, while I get into it, it wasn't a, the priority that I wanted for myself during that time frame. Mm-hmm. And so I had to reorganize. And I, I just started doing this recently where I have a lot of new software, for example, that I want to use. And I want to learn more about it. And I was on the couch just last night um, with my wife. And we were watching one of our favorite shows. That show ended. And she wanted to watch a different show. And I basically just pulled up my iPad, popped in some headphones and started watching how-to videos on this new software that Mm -hmm. I received because Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn about it. Um, But I knew that it was going to be very easy for me to slip into this. I'm now doing something that I don't want to do, not accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish. And, you know, obviously my wife and she was perfectly happy with me doing that. It wasn't like I was doing that Netflix cheating thing that, <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you see these reports on. Um, okay. So, uh, the last question that I have for you, and this mm-hmm. one I think might be the most difficult, but I hope maybe you'll prove me wrong here. What do you do if your spouse 
isn't putting in the time that you think they should for your marriage. Like you're putting forward this effort, but they're doing their thing. Well, you know, again, anytime you confront your partner about something, it's, it can get very dicey because you're telling them they're wrong. You're telling them they're not doing something right. And and that's going to upset them. So it's important how you approach them. And I think that if you, you know, my, my usual formula, if you start out with uh, something that takes them off the hook and you're taking them off the hook because you want them to hear what you have to say. So if you start off with an attack or if you start off blaming them, their defenses are going to go up and they're not going to hear what you have to say. So if you say, you know, something like, I don't know if you're even aware of this or I know that, you know, you work really hard and so you're not intentionally doing this. Okay, so that's the first part. And then the second part is where you just state the facts. Um, But when I see that, you know, you've been, you know, so involved in work and don't have any time to spend, you know, with you and me. Okay. So that's just a statement. Mm -hmm. And then you, you talk about how it makes you feel. It ends up making me feel like I'm not important. It makes me concerned about the health of our marriage. And then you say, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of wondering, and then you can, you know, propose something. I'm sort of wondering if we could talk about that. I'm wondering, you know, if you have any concerns about that or, you know, something like that. So, so uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Go ahead. I deflect. I say, you're, you're imagining it. It's fine. Okay. And I'm going to say, well, maybe I am. But mm. the point still is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like we're not spending a lot of time. And again, I do realize you've been working really hard. And I don't think it's that you mean to be ignoring me, mm-hmm. but but that's how I'm feeling. And I'm wondering if we could try spending, you know, even 10, 15 minutes together once a week. It would mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think we could try that? I absolutely do. <laughs> I, I think I think somebody who's resistant and at that if somebody comes up to you and presents it in the manner that you just did and they are resistant to it, I think they have to ask themselves, um, ask themselves, like why am I so resistant to engage at that point? Mm-hmm. Like why? And if you are resistant, like why? Not that I'm advocating people um, uh, dissolve their marriage, but think, why did I marry this person if they're asking me for 15 minutes and I don't want to give them that, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think um, all the advice that you just gave about how to approach it is important. And I think the the backstory behind that is when you come in and start attacking, as as we have mentioned in past podcasts, they throw up a defensive wall. And oh, they, absolutely. And they won't, and they won't hear yeah. you, which is why you presented it in the manner that you did and you put it on yourself of this is how I feel mm-hmm. as opposed to saying you never give me this, you know, that I right. want or right. the time I need. But, right. Which and, and people do that because, number one, they're hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. For, I don't even want to say number one. I want to say this is the reason we're hurt. And it's very hard to open up and talk about our feelings because that makes us vulnerable. So it's much easier to point a finger and say, well, this is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it may be that 
that their spouse is working ridiculous hours or constantly worrying about the children and not leaving enough time. However, again, if that's the approach you use, the most normal response is to close down Mm -hmm. because you've been attacked and you're not going to want to hear any more of it. And so, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to add that in, in, in the best case scenarios or in a t- I would think a typical scenario is that these things happen not through intention. Correct. People, couples get, get into these situations because they are they're they're ambitious or they're mm-hmm. just you know some did they you know the economy was doing what it's doing people got laid off they got hit with more responsibilities and so they have been basically swamped for two and a half three four years right and they have mm-hmm. feel like they're always uh, on the on the wheel going around and around and they don't have that time to breathe and so um, I don't think that people are doing this intentionally and. By by raising these concerns, you may, for the actually the first time, bring it up to your spouse that they realize, and it might be the first time that they actually reflect. And getting back to the very beginning of this conversation of you talking about being mindful to get the mm-hmm. most out of your day, they may not have ever in the past six months, a year, whatever, been mindful about the relationship to think, are we actually spending enough time together? Am I happy uh you know, in my day to day with how this marriage is unfolding, or is this person just somebody that I pass by in the hallway Monday through Friday? Right. And by the way, that isn't a bad idea either, Steve, that when you say you could start out and say, you know, I don't even know if if you've noticed it, you know, could you think about it? And then we'll talk about it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you in a couple of days and we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because it could very well be that the person, the other person isn't even aware. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad, that's an, another technique. You can say, you know, this is what I've been feeling lately. I don't know if you've even noticed it. Would you, would you mind just sort of paying attention? And, you know, we can talk about it in a, in a couple of days. Yeah. So that's another way to approach it that might not be, um, you know, received in such a negative way. Yeah. I, you know, a confession on, in my marriage, um, my wife and I are both super busy. Um, we are running, uh, at full speed all the time, uh, as I know a lot of other couples are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, here I am running a website about how to be happily married. And every once in a while she will email me or text me or whatever and say when she's at work and say, you know, we need a date night. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a thing that she feels she needs. And I never fight her on that. I always say, okay. Like that is, you know, one of those things where I always say yes. If she mm-hmm. feels like she needs a date night, we, I will say yes. Now, with that being said, sometimes that night isn't possible. Sometimes um, I say yes how about tomorrow or, you know, the weekend or whatever it might be. Um, but I never reject her on those things Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I know, uh, for me, my personal mental cue is my marriage is my priority. It's my priority. And if that's my mental cue, then, uh, whenever something to help my marriage, strengthen my marriage, keep my marriage happy and healthy comes up, I always say, yes, I always make that the priority. Well, I would hope that 
there would be lots of other spouses who would use you as a role model. I hope so. I try, like I've said this yeah. in the past, I try to be the Hugh Hefner of marriage. <laughs> yep. Except if if Hef was, uh, you know, a monogamous, one-time married guy who preached the uh, the benefits of long, sustainable, happy marriages. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, anywho, uh, the big question, Karen. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think I think we've pretty much covered it. But I think the most important thing again is to be aware and know. Okay, here's what I'm going to add. Okay, know that it's very easy, especially in today's world, to get sidetracked. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Get you know get sidetracked, but then periodically take stock of your marriage, your life, the way you're spending your life, and reel it in. Um, Don't just keep staying on autopilot because, you know, that's just going to keep getting more and more out of hand. Mm -hmm. I I like that. Um, I I think the autopilot is a big key because I'm a firm believer in the sidetrack thing. Like I I feel like sometimes when we get sidetracked is when we have really great discoveries. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, that goes into the, the lot of conversations about the importance of play and, and, you know, that you could call that being sidetracked. So, um, this was fantastic, Karen. Uh, I want to thank you so much for your time. It is always a pleasure. It's always fun being with you. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for listening each and every week. Um, it is a pleasure. Um, we will be back next week. And be, until that time, I want to encourage you to go to drkarensherman.com uh, to visit Karen's website. Uh, and for those who fast-forwarded past the beginning, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. And Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, There is tons of information on her website. Uh, Karen does uh, therapy through the internet on uh, Skype. You can get more information about that on her website. You can find past articles and all the past podcasts on our website, hitchmag.com. You can follow uh, all the stuff that we put out every single day. Um, A lot of people who listen to this podcast might not know, but um, we actually put up new content every single day on our website, hitchedmag.com. And if, you know, going to the website is too much, I get it. Uh, Sign up for our newsletter. It's free. It goes out once a week, and it'll keep you updated on all the latest information. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. And that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Bye.